0: Welcome to The Spark To Your Success. My name is TJ Dow, and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours, not only do you light up inside, and that feels incredible, but you light up the world around you and allow other people to feel incredible too. What a great gift to give to both you and your world The Spot to Your Success podcasts are designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little insight, and to infect you with a little positivity for your day or perhaps throughout the week. Today, we're talking about resilience. Topical for me this week as I've been delivering resilience training for a team of people who work with young people with learning disabilities. What was great about that was not only did the staff get to learn how to be more resilient, necessary with all the pressures of the role that they're in but they also get to take that learning and share it with the young people so that they can become more resilient and uh, got to be a win win hey so we are exploring what is resilience who has it how do you get it the impact of having resilience versus not having resilience on your life and the people who work alongside you all live with you the impact it has on them as well Now, resilience, as you can imagine, is a huge subject, massive topic. So we're only going to scratch the surface here, but it will definitely be the subject for many more podcasts to come, I suspect, as we look at some of the elements of resilience in more detail. So I'm excited to start this conversation with you today. So this is the story of life, right? You took me along. Life is good. Everything's fine. And then, out of the blue, life happens. <laughs> yeah, bolt out of the blue. Something changes, often unexpectedly. It could be maybe you've been told that you could be made redundant, or you find out that your partner's cheating on you, or you're diagnosed with an illness, or you lose somebody you love, or it may not be something big and dramatic. Maybe it's just the next thing in a long line of things that have seemed to go wrong and it's finally wearing you down. Have you ever had those times in your life where it just seems to get on top of you? Yes, yeah, stressful events or situations that just feel whew, too much to bear. If you are a human, <laughs> then I think the answer is most definitely yes. You've experienced that too. But what does being resilient actually mean? I asked my group this week. And um, got lots of great definitions. Resilience is the ability to recover and move on in the face of difficult circumstances. It's the being able to bounce back from life's struggles. It's a bounce back ability. Uh, what a great phrase! Love that phrase. Bounce back ability. Resilience is not the absence of distress or difficulty. Yet yeah, the person who feels no emotion or distress when difficulties are is probably not displaying resilience. The person who fails miserably, feels intense emotional, probably negative emotional feelings, survives to try another day, learns valuable lessons to apply in the future, gains new skills and brings the gift of those blessings with them for others, that's displaying resilience. Put simply, in a nutshell, Resilience, then, is the ability to adapt when faced with difficulty, trauma, tragedy. When life happens, the art of being flexible versus being rigid in our beliefs and our standards so that we bend when life happens, not snap. Yeah, we say, how many people do you see snapping around you? <laughs> Too many, I had to guess. So if you have too many rules about how life should be and what should happen when and how other people need to show up every day for you, it's likely that your rules will be broken often and you'll feel stressed and upset and disappointed and irritated. Like Fewer rules with more flexibility will definitely reduce those emotions for you and increase your resilience. We all demonstrate resilience throughout our lives, otherwise we wouldn't still be here, would we? So while some people may be more resilient than others, resilience is not an immutable trait or a characteristic that you've either got or you don't have. Resilience is definitely a learned and learnable ability. One that you can learn and build on and can be developed by each and every one of us. You might think you're not very resilient. It's all very well you're talking, TJ, but like, I'm just not very resilient. The word resilient might bring to mind all the struggles and the setbacks that perhaps you feel have plagued your life. You might be thinking about how hard it is to recover from some of the worst things and events that have happened to you. You might be thinking, I'm not as resilient at all. Just look how often I've struggled to get back up. Well, if you're thinking any of this, then you're probably one of the most resilient people in the world. (laughs) Like You've suffered, you've struggled, you've got on with it, you've waded through it, even when it seemed just unsurmountable, an unstoppable tide of events. But you're here, right? You survived it. Go you. We tend to talk of or think of resilient people, of those people who are unaffected by the challenges of life. They take the setbacks with a smile and a laugh on the face. They laugh in the face of adversity. That's not necessarily resilience. Or maybe it is. Maybe they've learned throughout past events to become more resilient and are able to respond in this way now rather than take things to heart and get stressed uh, and feel bad about it. If you still don't believe your resilience, the good news is that there are many ways to grow resilience and these skills can most definitely be learned so you don't have to be born with them. I've been doing a bit of digging and research on resilience and there's so so many different views on what is resilience and what are the key factors to build resilience and um, important areas to work on. But of all the ones that I found, I think I probably liked this the most. This was the list that I chose for my team this week. Um, It was created by the APA, which is the American Psychological Association. It's uh, their list of 10 things. One, making connections and building your social support network. So important. Two, avoiding the tendency to view crises as insurmountable challenges. 3. Accepting that change is a natural and unavoidable part of life. 4. Moving towards your, in their brackets, realistic goals. Anybody who knows me knows I don't do realistic very well. <laughs> if I did realistic very well, I wouldn't be talking to you now. So, well, let's, moving towards your outrageous, inspiring, big goals. 5. Taking decisive actions that will help you face your challenges. Six. Was that six? (laughs) Looking for opportunities for self-discovery. I love that one. Seven. Nurturing a positive view of yourself and your abilities. Eight. Keeping things in perspective and in context. Nine. Maintaining a hopeful outlook on life. Ten. Taking care of yourself. Great list. Absolutely all important but in my experience the biggest thing that impacts your ability to have resilience And grow your resilience is what goes on between your ears, (laughs) your self-talk. Yep, yes, we do all have it. That little voice inside, the perpetual inner dialogue, the stream of mostly unconscious conversation, chatters away all day long. They say we have 60,000 thoughts a day, and most of them are the same thoughts going round and round and round. So the first step to bounce back ability... Is to start to notice what you're saying to yourself every day. Thoughts become things. So what things are you creating in your thoughts that you might actually not want to have in your life? Worth thinking about. Is your self-talk mostly positive or mostly negative? Does it make you feel great, proud, excited or calm? Or are you making yourself feel sad, bad, uncomfortable, afraid and stressed? Words create your reality. So we need to notice the reality we're creating and the words that we're using to create it. And if we don't like it, change it. Change the words. You have absolutely no control over the things that happen around you. Or you have no control over the people around you. You have no control over what they think, how they act or how they feel. The only thing that you have control over is you. You have control over your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, how you react, respond, how you show up and how you live your life. You have control over the meanings that you give to the things that happen outside of you. So many people don't get that. They don't understand that. You know, ladies in my class were like, yes, but TJ, you have no control over your thoughts, do you? (laughs) I beg to differ. You certainly do when you start to notice them because then they're in your conscious awareness you're listening to them and you can question them right we can observe the thoughts rather than be consumed by them Uh, we can be curious about the situation rather than judgmental stopping to ask yourself what happened that's interesting what happened why am I feeling like this why am I reacting like this listening for the answer that you give yourself and then asking, is that really true? (laughs) Is that really what happened? Or could it have been something else that was going on? What else could it mean is, oh my gosh, probably one of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself when an event happens. If I walk out of the room and slam the door behind me, what would you automatically think? most people would probably say oh, I think you were really angry and you're like gone off in a huff and you slam the door behind you but what else could it mean it could mean that the door usually has one of those closer things on it and so you have to pull it quite hard to shut it and I didn't realize this particular day the closer was broken so I pull it as my usual firmness and it closes behind me it slams It could be that the window was open as I went to close the door behind me, the wind caught the door and slammed it behind me. I'm the other side of the door going, oh my gosh, so sorry, didn't mean to slam it. (laughs) What else could it mean? Stephen Covey, in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said that the space between stimulus and response is called freedom. And what he meant by that is, when something happens and is this trigger, the stimulus... If you take a moment before you respond versus just immediately reacting, it gives you the freedom to choose to respond versus react. To ask those questions, what does this mean? Is it really true? Like, is that really what happened? You'll be amazed what different answers you can come up with that actually will make you feel very different about the situation too. So it's an awesome, amazing, incredible skill to practice yeah, to stop reacting and judging and to explore possible meanings first. So I invite you to practice it over the next few days. Have a bit of fun with it. Come up with at least half a dozen different meanings for each situation. So you get to practice it and get really great at it. Like make some of them humorous. Make yourself smile and notice how different you feel about what what just happened that maybe you didn't feel so great about before. And I'd love, 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 love to hear some of the meanings that you come up with, get creative. Uh, So you can connect with me at ignition.rocks, R-O-C-K-S on Instagram, uh, ignition.yp on Facebook, or at ignition2017 on Twitter. I look forward to hearing your comments. I love to read those comments. So that's all from me for now. Have a truly incredible week. Stay amazing. I'll speak soon.